The button has been pushed. Commencing podcast now. All right. Well, we'll rev this thing and at least in a second vroom, gear vroom, here. Vroom, vroom, vroom. Grind, grind, oh, There's a second. There yeah. it is. Welcome to Pop Tech Jam, the independent audio magazine about consumer technology, pop culture, treeware, and peeware. Nice. I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. On this week's show, we'll roll through the recent tech headlines and then contemplate life in the quiet realm of print. Really? Yes, it'll just be a little uh, I side trip. That. Yeah, back in the day. Yeah. But first, some news. News, news. I got nothing to rant about. Really? I am rant you clearly free. have not seen the X Files episode from a I couple of weeks not. ago, which I, I told you not. to watch just because it brings all it's your just... fears to vivid life. See, but I'm scared. See, when you say it like that, now I really don't want to watch it. But it's Mulder and Scully, it's and Mulder it's, and it's Scully, done with a dab of humor with underlying fierce social commentary. Is a smoking man back? He wasn't in this episode, but he has been in this uh, series. Nice. Very nice. I got I to gotta dive into that. Yeah. Is it going to creep me out this episode? I think it will confirm all of your fears and things you've been ranting about for the past five years. Um, I'm going to need to have an illusion. You'll feel, you'll feel Justified. affirmed. I'd be, it would be righteous indignation that yes, I will be Yes, it's feeling. like, see, I knew all along and they're finally getting to it. I told you. Yeah, and I don't know if this is the last of the last seasons of the show. I think uh, Jolene Anderson has sort of alluded that she wasn't going to be coming back for any more after this current run of wow. episodes. okay. I don't know how firm that is or if there's anything else in the works. But, a little uh, negotiation for Yeah, a I think pay, they still maybe? have, yeah, maybe. They still have, I think, three or four more in, in this 11th season uh, or whatever we How is this it. 11th season going? Overall, I've liked it better than the previous one. Really? Uh, it's okay. been a little bit more humorous. Uh, there, there's been some nice touches. There have been a couple of episodes that are like, meh. How's her accent holding up this time? She, she settled into the voice better. Okay, good, good, good Kind of getting used to the wig, but... Uh, yeah, still, yeah, that's right. She still has to use the wig. But you look at them, and, and the thing that I'm sure you noticed is when they did it the last season, they did not change the opening title credits from when the show originally ran in the 90s. Right, and right. so you see these... I think she was 24 when the show started, too. Yeah, and, they were and, painfully young. Yeah, and David Duchovny w- was was fairly young too, and so you see these bright, fresh-faced little puppies, you know, yep. in the credits, and then here they are, you know, twenty <laughs> old, years later, old and grizzled. Yes, haggard FBI agents <laughs> still chasing the aliens. So, did they update it for season eleven? No, they're still running they're the original running? credits. Wow. Yeah, I, th- I think it's kind of just a little inside joke, but you, but so. you should watch that episode. It's got a title that I, I will definitely don't want to divulge and can't pronounce anyway. But okay. uh, it, it'll it's a code title. So. There you go. I will definitely watch it. I promise. For next episode, I will be on. Yes, you will come in here swathed in Reynolds wrap. Yes, it's <laughs> sharing your opinions on the script. I haven't done that in weeks. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, it's been cold out. You yeah, don't want to, you know, freeze out there. Very true. All right, well, let's do some news. News. A preview of Google's latest version of its operating system, uh, unfortunately codenamed Android P for now, uh, is rolling out to developers. You're biting your lower lip. You see, Android P. (laughs) We are all eight years old again. Yes, we are. I'm sure it's going to get a trendy product name to replace the P, but in in the meantime, Android P. Yes, but they never really did. See, you can't even (laughs) do it. You can't even do it, Android Got Android P P all over my computer. Yeah, Yeah, It's it's going to be a, a tough few months uh, until we yes, get it. Yes, especially for us. Get yes. it. 
<laughs> Strap in, folks. <laughs> Android letter P. Um, yeah. Yes. Okay. So go. anyway, right, the like new Android version, P. the new version like of the software right. uh, is is uh, developers are starting to see it. Finished version, as you know, will not be out until later in the year okay. after they've done all the refinements and the developers have weighed in. But the system includes major changes and minor tweaks, according okay. to those who've seen it. For one, there's a new contextually aware button in the navigation bar that makes the whole auto rotation thing easier. Like if you're if you normally have your mm-hmm. auto rotation sent to one setting and all of a sudden you need to do something in the other orientation instead of going all the way into the settings and finding all you can just uh, tap this button nice and uh, flip uh, that immediately. is definitely useful that's handy uh, there's also better support for using location services and marking your position indoors uh through the ieee 802.11mc wi-fi protocol known as wi-fi round trip time Okay. RTT. Yeah, that's a, okay. it's a mouthful. It, it reads better than it sounds. But anyway, there's this new version of Wi-Fi that the new Android P is going to have support for. Android and, letter P. Yes, Android letter P. And then uh, when you need to do indoor GPS, like say you're in a museum or something and you're trying to see where things are, a lot of museums are starting to bring in the indoor I don't tracking. like this whole indoor GPS thing. Yeah, I well, it's, like it's it. supposed to be helpful. Like, say you're in a giant art museum, and it's like, oh, I need to find the gallery of 19th century paintings, but here I am in Greco-Roman sculpture. How do I get there? And in theory, you could open the museum map, and it yes. could track you indoors, and you could find your way to the no, painting. see, I would just a paper map. See, we're going to talk about you this You want the little the foldy next... things that you get yes. in the information booth? You see what's happening here? We're going to talk about this in the next yes. episode, and now you're freaking me out here. You see what's happening? All right, well, you, you know, the... I don't want I-R-T-T-T-T, whatever it is, tracking me. I believe it's pronounced (laughs) 802.11MC, Wi-Fi round trip time. No, it's not. You're just making that up. Yeah. You're just making that up. Anyway, so that that technology is going to be uh, supported in the new system. Uh, Now, as some Android phone makers are copying the iPhone X's curious screen notch as a design element. Really? Voluntary. Yeah, I think there was a a Huawei one that uh, that has the notch in. So Are those the one that the government says, the U.S. government says we're not supposed to buy? Oh, because it was uh, owned by a foreign government? Yeah, no, some some kind of crazy stuff that we're not supposed to buy a particular handset. Yeah, that's for security, like that. not for design yeah, purposes, yeah, no. I assume. I got, I got to look into that. Yeah, look into that, and we'll post the link on, yes, on the show page. But uh, for Android phone manufacturers who are copying this notch just unnecessarily but using it as a design element, right. uh, the new version of Android provides full-screen support for display cutouts, I guess as they call them. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also new visibility and usefulness of message notifications, multi-camera streaming, support for the newest photo and video formats, and uh, privacy-minded restricted access for apps uh, to the devices, microphone and camera, also in the new version. So if, there's people are always afraid that their phones are recording them. Ah. And Android's going to have some settings to make sure that all apps have their access cut off to the multimedia components on the phone. Well, that so, so that, that's sense. all coming yeah. soon. So it sounds like it's got some good things. I'm yeah. sure there'll be some visual refinements as well, as, as they always do. See, look, The Verge, on January 14th, a new bill would ban the U.S. government from using Huawei and ZTE phones. Mm. They've long worried about alleged connections between the companies and the Chinese government. Okay, so. See, I knew it. One of those guys. So the notch Mm -hmm. is something to do with that. All right, so the notch is spying on you. Yeah, Yeah, well, they're spying on me with the notch. Yeah. All right, so no notch for you. No (laughs) notch. No notch for you. So, uh, all right, well, let's move on from Android P to Windows 10 S. See, it's. Letter P. It's like Sesame Street. (laughs) Today's show is brought to you by the letters P and S. 
Microsoft has announced on its corporate blogs that the Windows 10S edition of the system, uh, which was initially rolled out for its Surface laptops, will now become a mode in the next Windows 10 update, so everyone who wants to use it can use it. Now, if you've never heard of this because you've never used a Surface laptop, Windows 10S is basically a streamlined uh, version of the system uses Microsoft verified apps to control the security experience while also providing, uh, I guess, a little bit faster boot time, better battery life, and uh, more consistent performance over time because that version of Windows is controlling what apps can do there. It's less of a, a free-range yes. sort of thing. Yes, yes. So, a little more controlled. Yes. So so maybe they're, they're seeing this could be useful for people who, who just have regular Windows. Now, ahead of its Microsoft Build conference coming to Seattle this May, the company also announced new artificial intelligence tools for its developers. This new AI platform for Windows 10 will let programmers use what they're calling pre-trained machine learning models in their apps uh, when they're creating for Windows devices. Um, so end users, I guess, just expect more AI up in your business. No. No, no machine no. learning, no Mm-mm. AI. Mm-hmm. Not going to have it? Not going to happen. I'm feeling particularly uh, squirrely today. Really? So not going to have it. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So no notches, no, no notches. AI, no machine learning. No Y and ZTE phones. And no Android P. No Android <laughs> Okay. Letter P. Sorry. <laughs> um, all right. So, so uh, We really are like 12-year-old boys, aren't we? It's, it's just really yeah. horrifying. Yeah. We're just kind of skating under that clean tag. Yes, we are. But, uh, but but on the note, though, of the artificial intelligence, mm-hmm. um, virtual assistants can be helpful, but some may be just a little too accommodating. Security researchers report that giving certain voice commands to Microsoft's Cortana assistant allow them to wake up the computer and bypass the screen lock. Oh. Now, this obviously requires physical access to the computer to do so because you have to be close enough to talk to it. But since you're in the room anyway, an intruder could also plug in a USB network adapter and tell Cortana to go to an unsecure website. Now, as Vice's motherboard site explains, uh, quote, the attacker's malicious network adapter then intercepts the web session to send the computer to a malicious site. Instead, where the malware downloads the machine, all while the computer owner believes his or her machine is protected. The report goes on to note, the attacker can also connect the targeted computer to a Wi-Fi network the attacker controls. An attacker can do this by simply clicking on the chosen network with the mouse, even when the computer is locked. This might be like an extreme scenario. Mm-hmm. Like there's it sounds really like a, it. Yeah, the, they, they really going to want to get into that Yeah. Machine. Now, while this may be an extreme scenario, um, if you're a Windows 10 user, it's probably a good idea in general to kind of limit Cortana's relationships with other people. I uh, shut Cortana were. down on Windows. Yeah, you, you don't even let her come out. Uh, yeah. Nope. But for those who do use her in Windows 10, uh, the default setting tells Cortana to respond to any voice saying, hey, Cortana, even when the computer is locked. Now, an alternate setting, you can use limits this ability to just the computer owner's voice telling Cortana to, to wake up. So you can train it to do the try to respond only to me setting in, in the control there. And with this setting, the user provides voice command samples to help the virtual assistant figure out who it's talking to. Mm. So it's supposed to key in only on your voice. Um, yeah. Okay. I don't know how accurate that is. That's from me. Oh, you sent me a link. Oh, I yes. Sent it to the oh, it's very nice of you to text me during the show. No problem. It's like, why are my pants buzzing? <laughs> <laughs> and there it by, is. By the way, you know, this kind of freaks me out. But you know what freaks me out more? more? I also read a story. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll make your pants buzz again in a uh-huh. second. But did you hear this thing about Alexa's? Just laughing? I did. In fact, we're going to talk about that in a few minutes. Yes. Because I I wanted to know if it happened to you. It has not happened to me, but I don't want to spoil it. All right. So so we'll just, you know, a little foreshadowing there. A little foreshadowing. You see how we did that? Mm Mm-hmm. 
It's yeah. all literary and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Complet right here. Yes. Uh, all right. So uh, you may have heard also uh, things are not so snappy at Snap. No, they aren't. Yes. Uh, the company's laying off about 100 engineers, which I guess is 10% of their workforce. Wow. Kind, kind of a lot. Had no idea they had that many yeah. employees. And yeah, neither did I. And Snap has already had a previous round of cuts that hit the marketing, recruiting, and content departments. So I wonder if Facebook's kind of slow grinding – Instagram March is cutting into the Snap, or if Snap has just had its little moment in the sun, as apps yeah, do. I think I think it had its moment. Is it headed into mobile MySpace territory? I don't know what's going on with Snap. Uh, I don't know, but you know what? I don't use it, but I guess it's not marketed to people my age. Or yeah, and you know. and maybe the people it's marketed to found something cooler to use, or just yeah. decided, oh, you know, I've got Instagram on here anyway. I'm just going to stick with one because all my friends are using this. Yeah, you know, I don't send naughty pics, so yeah, hard to tell. Yeah. But anyway, not, not so so not so happy there at Snap. Basically, not. Uh, also not happy uh, some of the cryptocurrency uh, providers. There. Dogecoin. Yes. Oh, Dogecoin. Yes. If only you were if only. profitable. Yes. The U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission has now spoken out on cryptocurrencies. They had some things to say. Did they? Yes. The agency has decreed that online platforms trading digital assets uh, that are considered securities need to register with the SEC. Oh, so they're basically saying, well, if you're calling this a security and you're trading it like one, yeah. hello, we are the regulatory agency for this. So send us your paperwork. Hello. Yes, as a result, though, uh, Bitcoin dived 10% below $10,000 amid concerns about this increased regulation. And, really? Yeah. Gee, it's funny how that works. Yeah. Oh, teacher's back. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yes. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. Yes. Now, Amazon has just launched a discounted version of Prime for Medicaid recipients uh, who qualify uh, for the program. The low-cost edition of Prime includes all the benefits but bills at only $5.99 a month compared to the standard $12.99, I guess, uh, people who are newly signing up for Prime have to pay. Amazon already offers Prime memberships to any U.S. customer with a valid EBT card. Uh, that's the one that's used to disperse funds for assistance programs mm -hmm. like the Temporary Assistance for Needy Families, Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, and the Women and Children thing, right, basically right. all the, the, the food stamp right. programs. WIC and all that stuff. Yeah, precisely WIC. So people – okay, so there, there's Prime for Medicaid. Now there's going to be some people who whinge that why are these people who are barely scraping by – why are they doing running around with smartphones and using Amazon Prime anyway? This seems like this should be a luxury. And um, you got to say, well, if you look, it's not really indulgent. And for people with strapped incomes on government assistance, there is a digital divide for them too. Of course. A lot of the stuff is on the computer. If someone is using a cheap smartphone to actually get the benefits that they need or to – go through all of this electronic paperwork that you have to do. A cheap phone is going to be easier for them to do that than a computer. Oh. They're not going to have a computer. They may not even have a home, so let right. alone a home computer. So uh, smartphones come into play there. And there's also the whole cost factor. With all those with restricted incomes and also don't have private transportation to get to a store, right. having discounted home goods delivered to you wherever you're at, Saves money and yes. it's it actually works better. So it's not this indulgent. Oh, they've got Amazon Prime. They're just sitting around watching Amazon video. It's like no, they're getting diapers and wipes and things that families need to get by in the world. So I'm going to say this without risking our clean tag, but some people are not nice. No, yeah, so, some people don't. Look at the big picture. Yeah. Go winch about something else. Yeah. So uh, so, so we'll see how this. And yes. I, well, I think Amazon and, and some of the other. Online companies are realizing, too, that, that it's about accessibility. Of and it will A, they also get their, their goods out to more customers, too. Well, the fact of the matter is they are the humongous player and they're putting 
supermarkets and grocery stores out of business. Yeah. So you know they have to do something. Yeah, and and these these you know people need stuff right. and you know and when, while this country country still has a digital divide. You know, they're, they're making these tiny efforts to kind of yep. to bring a little closer. So Every little bit helps. And finally, also in Amazon land, uh, what you uh, mentioned earlier, several Alexa owners around the internet have reported that they're divided. Hold, hold on, hold on. Just let me steal myself for this, okay? okay? steal yourself. Let me just, you know, grab hold. All go right. Ahead. Go ahead. Go, oh, okay. Your, your seatbelt on? Um, my seatbelt's on. I'm ready. Okay. Several Alexa owners around the internet have reported that their devices have suddenly burst out into creepy laughing for no apparent reason and without being woken up first. In a statement to The Verge, Amazon said, we're aware of this and working to fix it, end quote. In the meantime, Alexa-enabled device owners may just want to, you know, yank the speaker wire okay. out just because you don't want that booming. You see, I'm so nervous. I'm smacking the microphone. It's like, you know what? I don't want them to fix it. I want them to tell me why it's doing it. I'm guessing it's some engineer having to go. But, oh, wow. Or some sound clip accidentally got put into the, the script for the... See, you know, that all makes perfect sense. That's logical. But you know how my brain works. Yeah. What I hear... You think it's El Diablo in oh, your speaker. Exactly. Yes. Either that or they can't contain themselves from giggling because they know they're about to set off worldwide apocalypse where mm. they help take over the world. That's where I go. Yeah. That's where my brain goes. You yeah, see? and and so so your Alexa though has not exhibited any of this Thankfully, behavior. Thankfully, no, because I would really it would really freak me out. Well, it you had to punch serious, it in the neck too. I would was... seriously punch it in the neck. I would flush it. Yeah, like like a baby alligator. I would flush it right down the toilet. That's a joke about New York, folks. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm yeah, not going to flush see our sewers, it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Come on. I'm yeah. Not really going to flush it. Out. Well, I wonder when they first said it because yeah, people had. Like multiple people have like tweeted about this and have said, oh, yeah, mine did that too. So I don't know what is triggering it. It'd be creepy if – because, you know, the thing's listening to you that sometimes if it just sort of did this it's bizarre chuckle. It always listens. At something you said. But right. apparently it's just like sitting there and you think it's asleep and just like this super creepy laughter. That's <laughs> why I have my son who has a tendency to abuse, mm -hmm. gently abuse uh, Alexa. I ask him to apologize as often as possible. Uh -huh. And she will say, that's okay. Mm-hmm. No problem. And then you hear this maniacal rumble. <laughs> Get out. You know what? If I had – this is why I'm going to disconnect her mm -hmm. from the stereo system because yeah. I don't want that whole like woofer, subwoofer thing going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to make the floor that. rumble, yeah. Man, it's really it – really, well, oh, I forgot. It's on the Amazon box too, on the Fire TV, on the Fire yeah. TV. So, so you have multiple chances oh, for creepy laughter. Man, um, this is going to – this is not good. All right. Well, well, for anyone out there who has had the the creepy laugh, Amazon says they're working on it. Uh, I imagine they're probably looking to see maybe some employees just having a little bit of fun here. So. Gosh, I hope so. These things are usually human. You know, we're always the fly in the ointment. Uh, yes, yes. So, um, but for anyone out there who wants to know more about all the things we talked about in today's news segment, including the maniacal Amazon laugh or oh. Android P or anything in between. Android letter P, Yes, please? letter P. Yes. You can find it at poptechjam.com. Up next, uh, we're going to talk about trees. Trees. El Kaiser. Yes. How do you get your news? 
I wallow in it. I sort of like roll around in it. Like so you I like get a, marinate like a roasting absolutely, gravy. Absolutely, I kind of like slather it all over myself. I like you know I get it like nonstop from my all my devices. Every single device is bleeping at me and telling me the news. Now, do any of these devices include flat sheets of papyrus with ink on them? Not for ages. Actually, uh, probably I haven't actually read an actual newspaper. Sat down and read a newspaper. About four or five years. And you don't miss it? I don't. Honestly, I don't. But, you know, there are times when it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No interconnection, maybe being one of them. Exactly. uh, Exactly. Yes. Well, it is a very fast paced world out there. We've seen in the past couple of years just the explosion of breaking news and outrage to that breaking news and hoaxes about that breaking news and all kinds of stuff, particularly on Twitter, but also uh, including Facebook and some other social platforms has just really amped up. It's it's like news has been in a blender set on high and all of this like swirling motion is coming just from the constant updates and influx, which you get electronically. And every once in a while, the top flies off and and splatters all over the place. Yeah, and then you're scraping news off the ceiling and it's a huge mess. Exactly. But uh, we're not the only ones who've noticed this. Uh, Farhad Manju, who writes the State of the Art column at the esteemed New York Times, uh, New York did Times. a column on yes, this uh, recently where basically what he did was uh, shut down all of his alerts, all of his electronic news in- sources, and did nothing but read the paper for two entire months. Yeah, all but, of his news was— But one of them snuck in, though. A couple of them yeah, snuck yeah, in. He did, a yeah, a couple did. Yeah. But he primarily restricted his news diet right. to a few newspapers. I think he got The Economist magazine— mm. And he wanted to just sit and get all of his news the old-fashioned way that we people used to do before radio right. or wherever. Um, <laughs> maybe a little little more uh, up to date. Yeah, just a little bit. And, so, and he wrote about this in The Times. I thought it was fascinating yep. because right. among other things, he, you know, he's talking about, well, the, the online outrage factor. Yeah, you, you find out about it first, but then there's all these times for conspiracy theories and everything to spin up. Mm-hmm. When you sit and wait the next afternoon or the next day for the newspaper – in theory, the writers have had time to sit and digest all of this stuff. They have analyzed what's going on in the news. You see not only the main story, but you see some accompanying pieces that will explain different parts of it. You get right. very elaborate graphics that just sort of don't bounce at you. They just show you what's going on. And he said it's a very kind of relaxing way to absorb, even if it's horrible news. He felt that he got a much better understanding of it because he was able to sit and read it at his own pace and just kind of absorb the, the stories all into his head through paper. So I thought, that's, well, that's kind of interesting because it, it does um, make you slow down. And sure. But he said like he was less anxious about the news. He felt calmer because he was not always online all the time. He had time to read books as well. Right. So he was reading other sorts of things. And this was like a two-month experiment. I, I know he did uh, have a few you know, little – breaking news moments where he he uh, did some electronic stuff. But uh, it's a really good column, even if you don't agree with it, just to sort of see him kind of unpack this whole idea and talk about his reaction to it. Uh, we will post a link to it. Uh, it was in the New York Times uh, this particular week. Um, we'll post a link for anyone who wants to read it. I found it interesting. Uh, another thing that, that always gets touched on every time people do the screen versus paper mm-hmm. thing is attention span and reading comprehension and just how much you actually absorbing from right. your source material. And he talks a little bit about that as well because you have time to to just sort of soak up the news if you're you're doing it in print. Maybe you retain more of that. Uh, did you feel any um, – Oh, no, absolutely. I absolutely agree with that. The, the, the fact is that it becomes – you absorb so much more from reading it on the printed page instead of getting it in random clumps on your smart devices. But – 
I, I gotta be honest. I kind of like, I don't disagree with the premise, but it's, it's one of these things, one of these columns, one of these stories where, okay, yeah, we, most of us know what he's saying. You know, it's kind of obvious that if you turn off all these things that are flooding into your brain and feeding you misinformation, yeah, of course it's going to be less anxious. It's just logical that that'll happen. What I would rather do is deal with the cards that I'm dealt. We're not going to go back to that. He even addresses that. Yeah, they'd be like, it's like $1,300 for some newspapers to subscribe to. Nobody's got that kind of money No, nobody's got that kind of money. And it's just doesn't make sense in our culture. I think what needs to be addressed is how we absorb, you know, what sources we decide we're going to get our legit news from. And stop relying on the Facebooks and the Twitters and the even the Instagrams, you know, f- to, 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 to be our news uh, delivery service. That, in a nutshell, should address the problem even in this digital age. I think it's a dramatic thing. It's, you know. Yeah, you it was know. a stunt you yeah, know, he stunt. wanted to do. Yeah. But the point, I, I agree with the point, you know, that taking a step back and waiting for that news to be digested and analyzed and, you know, okay, this is what's actually happening and why it's happening. That's the important part of the equation. Being first is never the right thing, to be perfectly blunt. It just, who cares? You can be first and wrong. Right, you know? exactly. Yeah, and he even addresses, I think, your your point uh, towards the end of the column, and I'm going to spoil it here for the people uh, who don't read it. But it says, you don't have to read a print newspaper to get a better relationship with the news, but for goodness sake, please stop getting your news mainly from Twitter and Facebook. There you go. In the long run, you and everyone else will be better off. Absolutely. So Absolutely. so there's something there. This whole column also brought me to mind of a book that I read several years ago. It was put out by O'Reilly Media. Disclaimer, I used to write for them, but yes, I did not do this book. Um, but the book is called The Information Diet, A Case for Conscious Consumption. And it's by Clay Johnson. It came out in 2012. I think it's still in print. You can probably get the ebook. And it's a very slim read. It's 160 pages. But it's basically a guide to how you read news it's like and it gives you advice like don't just read stuff from all the same source you need to have a varied diet much like you do with food mm-hmm. you need to get your news from different sources go outside your comfort zone right. maybe not to sort of the scary fringe sites but yeah. but if you're you know jump the liberal conservative divide to establish publications and just read what they're saying you know try to knock yourself out of confirmation bias where you read stuff only because it agrees with what you already believe mm-hmm. And it made me think a lot about just what my own news diet was, and I've been trying to follow it for these years just to see different sides of the spectrum. The cover of the book, it's a bright red book, and the cover of it looks like one of those nutrition labels. Uh, So so it's got a very uh, attractive design, but he also talks about why scholars are kind of worried about the state of the attention span of people because of a lot of the the digital stuff that just Mm kind of comes flying. And he talks about today's media – and uh, just how to – you should develop your, your data literacy uh, and attention fitness, I guess is what he calls it. So oh, it's, like it's a really slim book, um, but it did kind of cover a lot of things that we're seeing now. Uh, what's it been, six years later? Mm-hmm. That's just really starting to – you know, the roof of the blender is off oh, yeah. and we're scraping stuff off the ceiling. And he's basically just saying, look, just as you would with food, you need to have a healthy, balanced diet of news and and make sure that it's good for you and – 
you're paying attention to your own mental health. So it's logical. This is just yeah. this is all about logic. If you are getting your news source or your news from one particular source that's skewed in whatever direction, you're not doing you yourself or anyone else any favors. What I do in the morning is I will open up the New York Times website, the Washington Post website, the local newspaper sites. I will actually go to the websites and look through them first instead of cherry picking my news from a feed that I'm getting overwhelmed with on. on. All right. So back to the original source material. Yes. I don't read paper stuff anymore, but I try to maintain that same idea of I'm going to go to the well and get my information there and then decide if this makes sense or not or if this is nonsense or whatever. Yeah, and just I'm to read gonna... it in the full context too because exactly. a lot of times when you see context, stuff perfectly said. tweeted out, they've pulled out one or two incendiary lines maybe from the absolutely. piece that And I'm guilty of it myself. Yeah. Hey, I'm not, I'm I'm absolutely guilty of doing the same thing. Yeah, well every you know everyone wants attention out of there course. so they're going to grab the stuff and yeah. And, but if you read the longer piece, uh, to your point, uh, on the original source and you read it in context with everything else, I think right. it gives you the more balanced view of what the thing's actually about. And plus, on top of that, it actually helps the news site. Yes. <laughs> you know what? Yes, we need to keep our journalists employed. Yes, thank you. Hello. Yes. So uh, so, so that's what I was thinking about. And, and uh, we will link to Mr. Manju's column as well as uh, information on the Clay Johnson book if anyone out there is interested. But, um, but we hear it at Pop Tech Jam, you know, just, you know, consume your news in a healthy manner. Absolutely. Now we have to go. Yeah, we do. We you go. know, well, Wrinkle in Times and theaters now. I got oh, yeah, tickets. that's right. Very Wrinkle excited, you yeah. know, to... Uh, to see the movie, it's been a heck of a book to adapt, I'm sure. I um, can only imagine. Yeah, that. for those of us who read it when we were much younger, yes. um, I couldn't imagine how this was going to translate to screen, so I'm interested. Um, I'm going to be going in a few days. Nice. we got to thank the bros. Yeah, we got to thank the bros. Thank uh, you, bros. Build something with the bros. If you think it, they will build it. Yes, and thank you, listeners. Thank you, listeners. I hope everyone uh, is having a, a grand month of March. Grand? Yes. Not just a good one. Grand. Yeah, well, you know, the, 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 in the North America, it's always you know, in like a lion out by a lamb, but it's right. it's different for other parts of the world. Yeah. But however you're rocking March, we hope it's going well. Nice. So until next time, yep. I'm JD Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosa. Bye. Bye. Android Ciao. P. <laughs>